Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, we had two brand new episodes for you. In the first, I was joined by Bill from OneRail. OneRail is a last mile delivery fulfillment solution with a real time connected network of 10 million drivers, 600 courier entities, and more than 65 logistics companies across the US. So it was a real pleasure to dive in and explore that impressive network with Bill. He also told me all about his founder journey, which is impressive. We talked about some of the challenges and opportunities around capacity and why OneRail really believes that technology can't change all outcomes, but people can. The second of last week's shows was episode 34 of Blended, and I was joined by a fabulous panel that included people from big brand names like American Cancer Society, SiriusXM, and Logitech, and we talked all about seniority in a company. How do people hit those senior roles? What are the challenges and benefits? How do senior roles impact men and women differently? What does senior leadership look like through a minority lens? And so much more. It was a really insightful episode, whether you're senior yourself or more junior and looking ahead. There was something in there for everyone. If you missed either of these episodes, you can catch up over on letstalksupplychain.com, on our YouTube channel, or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show. One Rail was episode 349, and Blended was episode 350. Let's Talk Supply Chain is not your average supply chain podcast. We feature not just the top of the industry, but also diverse voices from within the community, new innovations, and the disruptors making waves in the industry. Don't listen to the same old, same old. Be sparked by new ideas and fresh perspectives only on Let's Talk Supply Chain. When you're looking for cutting-edge resources on innovation and trends across supply chain, where do you go? What about when you're on a mission to find like-minded professionals and cultivate relationships that go beyond an emoji reaction? And what about when you're trying to generate leads, build campaigns, and get ahead of the game in the unique world of supply chain marketing? Supply Chain has been missing a single collaborative hub that brings people and ideas together in an environment that is safe yet stimulating for everyone until now. Just one platform that's as dynamic and innovative as you are. Welcome to the Secret Society of Supply Chain, a private network for the supply chain community. An industry first brought to you by supply chain media entrepreneur, Sarah Barnes Humphrey. The Secret Society of Supply Chain brings professionals of all backgrounds and experience levels together in the industry's largest dynamic network, focusing on industry learning and career development, as well as networking and community. The Secret Society of Supply Chain hosts all the content, connection, and creativity you need for supply chain success. But which group is for you? Well, head over to letstalksupplychain.com, find the Secret of Society banner, and take the quiz and join our waitlist. There are limited number of spots available, so make sure to get on that waitlist so that you are one of the first into the Secret Society of Supply Chain. 
Hello, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Before we get on with the show, I'm going to ask you a question. According to Allied Market Research, by how much is the global digital freight forwarding market expected to grow over the next few years? What do you think? Well, let us know your guesses over on social and keep listening because all will be revealed at the end of the show. So today I'm joined by a brand that is on a mission to build a global company that is customer obsessed, values innovation in technology and solves problems with deep empathy and brilliant simplicity. I absolutely love it. And honestly, it's mission we should all have. But who does this one belong to? Well, I'll reveal it after the poll of the week. So the question that we had asked you, and we had an astonishing 631 votes. What is the most important thing about a corporate job? 63% of you said work-life balance. 24% of you said pay scale. And 10% of you said employee benefits. Now, in the comments, Heather said hard to choose just one. Sharon says, depends on where I'm at in life. When my children were young, work-life balance was important. As an empty nester, maximizing my compensation. Lennox, it's hard to choose only one important aspect of a corporate job. Most jobs are accepted for the pay and benefits. Once you get into the position is when work-life balance, culture, and co-worker relationships come into play. Pauline, culture, team, and your boss's management style. Um, let's see. Anastasia, pay and benefits are a necessity, but culture is what really drives retention and performance. Jamie, get out quick. You become a robot. Well, thank you so much for sharing that one. Darren says all of the above. Grace says a lot goes into it, but feeling like it's where you're meant to be. Passion for the work. Great co-workers. Shane says culture and Simon says it's a combination of overall benefits and work-life balance. Well, thank you so much to everybody who weighed in on the question of the week and commented. We bring you a question of the week or a poll of the week every single Wednesday morning on the Let's Talk Supply Chain LinkedIn as well as the Instagram. So now back to today's episode and which all-in-one software provider is joining me today? Well, it's GoFreight. GoFreight is a customer-first SaaS company that is revolutionizing the logistics and supply chain industry. Passionate about providing best-in-class solutions and customer service, GoFreight consolidates the complex the complexities of running a freight forwarding business from quotation to shipment booking, forwarding operations, security filing, visibility, customer-facing applications, billing, accounting, finance, and processing payments all into one single platform. And it's Rick Walters, VP of Marketing at GoFreight, that is joining me for the show today. Rick has over 20 years of startup experience and has a strong track record of building early stage companies into market leaders, an amazing talent that GoFreight has benefited from as well. Today, Rick and I will be talking all about GoFreight and what they do, visibility and its impact on margins, creating memorable customer experiences, and why leveling the playing field for small and medium-sized businesses is key to the future of the industry. So welcome to the show, Rick. Great to be here, Sarah. We finally get to talk and get to learn more about what uh, what we're doing here at GoFreight. 
Yes, I am so excited to have you here. I mean, Go Freight has such a refreshing approach. You're all about empowering forwarders and championing smaller businesses. And honestly, you know, I think we need a lot more of that in the industry. So I'm looking forward, really looking forward to this conversation. Why don't you give us a bit of an introduction before we dig deeper into your solutions? Who is Go Freight? What do you do? How do you help your customers? So GoFreight's a freight forwarding software as a solution company that provides a comprehensive software solution for freight forwarders. And our mission is to really help these businesses save costs, streamline and optimize their operations, uh, which we've seen as a result is increased efficiency and improved profitability. And that's that's why our customers matter to us so much is that it, it we, we see an impact every day. We hear from our customers every day. And uh, that's a very meaningful um, part of the business. Yeah, and I come from a freight forwarding background. I I was in operations for eight years, and let me tell me, this was a while ago. So everything was manual. <laughs> we did yeah. not have a ton of automation. There was so much data entry. There was so much paper. All I remember was on my desk, I had stacks and stacks and stacks of files because because I got through a lot of files in a day. But they were like stacks and these Any ones market. over here to do this oh. and these ones over here to do that. So I know what we talk about when we're talking about some of those manual operations. I'm sure that we've drugged some of them mm -hmm. kicking and screaming into some automation, but I don't think we're there yet, right? Mm -hmm. And who I worked for was a medium-sized business. And so I really like the fact that you focus on those. I mean, you help small to medium-sized businesses. Do you have an ideal client of who you are best suited for or who you like to work with? We do. And it's uh, the majority of our business and our focus is the United States and Canada. And those customers consist of freight forwarders and NVOCCs that are in the supply chain and logistics business. Pretty straightforward. Um, where we find those that are an ideal fit are those that are tired of having file cabinets full and drawers full of paperwork and stacks on their desk. And they're really trying to make that transition to uh, become a comprehensive and scalable business. And then they want a cloud-based software management system to reduce their costs and streamline their business. And um, opening their minds to that can be a bit of a challenge. I think it's really the struggle of how do they get their data from wherever it is and bring it into um, either a new or an existing system of record. And that's uh, that's where we help them a lot. Well, and I think also, too, if I think back to those days, like, there was so much to do in a day just to get a shipment processed and moved through and get the shipment to the customer. And it's very, um, you know, time-based, right? So I can understand a little bit of hesitancy when we think about moving to a new system and things like that. And we're going to get into what all of that looks like because I'm sure you make it super easy. But, you know, I even remember I had to type checks on a typewriter and that wasn't that long ago, but I'm sure we've come a long way from that. We hope. So, so um, was it a conscious decision when, you know, Trenton founded GoFreight to design solutions that help really small to medium-sized businesses? I'm very curious about this because we yeah. see a lot of solutions for enterprises, right? We see a lot of enterprise-level domination across the market. Why is it so important to GoFreight to empower those smaller brands to make it easier to start, run, and grow businesses? And we always need more 
freight forwarders, right? We always need more people in this industry because the shipments just keep growing and growing and they keep getting more complex. That's right. I think that's a key point is they do get more complex. And for um, small, medium-sized businesses to be successful, they have to, we try to take out the complexity and make it simple and easy to use. But one of the key points that Trenton and his co-founders thought about is they had an vision at first to empower all freight forwarders with better technologies. But after several years, they really discovered that it's a long tail market. Most of that market, the majority, is driven by tens of thousands of small and medium-sized global freight forwarders. And they really wanted something easy to use, a business-oriented management software that wasn't so one-sided about the technicalities and the details which it needs, but that they could run their whole business on. And they identified those businesses, and that's where the focus came in to develop as a core mission and a vision is to have these small businesses, let's start with small, move to becoming mid-sized and grow their businesses by becoming efficient and becoming cost-effective and being able to manage things that um, are sometimes out of their control because without the the core capabilities of a digital solution, they they many times are are left... um, with multiple problems, both efficiencies and some other uh, components of the business, as you well know, um, that are are we're trying to overcome uh, with the, uh, their input. We're overcoming a lot of these obstacles for these businesses to grow and to become efficient and to move into the digital world. Yeah, yeah. And it's so important, right? Because I also think about how many emails <laughs> I had on a daily basis. I mean, it was a lot. Like when you think about a freight forwarder and you think about a shipment, communication really is key Uh, because the communication that the freight forwarder is providing their client, their client is then providing that information to their client who is waiting for maybe one product within that palette or whatever that looks like. And communication is really key. And there's a lot of moving parts. It's a lot of communication. There's a lot of you know, bringing that communication together and just make it easier. And so I think if we can make one part of what we do on a daily basis as a freight forwarder easier, it just has a snowball effect into everything else. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, One of the things, though, I wanted to also emphasize in um, why the founders uh, chose to go the direction and, and create the vision for the company was, you know, when they when you think about you have the enterprise side of the business and then you have, you know, these larger top 1% folks who have a stronghold in a lot of areas, um, we really believe this levels the playing field for folks. It allows them to start, run, and grow their operations more efficiently. It fosters competition and encourages innovation and it contributes more to a diverse and dynamic industry where, you know, a lot of times, um, having myself come from very large companies, it, it kind of stagnates a little bit. It, it's become kind of like it, we do what everybody else does. And by having uh, the ability to support these smaller and medium-sized businesses, we we really believe it supports and promotes economic growth, job creation, and overall industry resilience. And uh, that's that's why we're here. Yeah, and love. I like what you said there, leveling the playing field, right? It shouldn't be that hard, and we should be able to um, bring everybody in a way that we can compete right? And that we're doing the best for the shippers within the industry as well. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the solutions that are empowering these businesses. Tell us about your freight forwarding and management software. What does that look like? What can customers do within it? And what are the key benefits? Great. So as as we mentioned, it really empowers these freight forwarders. And the comprehensive platform that we've 
developed um, provides capabilities designed to reduce their costs, increase their operational efficiencies, and identify additional revenue opportunities by streamlining the, the shipment management documentation, customer com customs compliance, financial management. Um, you mentioned it earlier, we can reduce a lot of the manual effort, minimize errors as another component, and then improve the efficiency of those day-to-day -day tasks that can be automated um, by automating and digitizing uh, these operations. Saving time and resources in small, medium-sized businesses is just huge. It's huge. And, and then they can allocate their resources more effectively. They can op optimize workflows and enhance the productivity of the people that they have. And um, we've seen uh, cost savings uh, generated through streamlining these operations, mm -hmm. their bottom and top line, and then delivers exceptional customer value. Because what we haven't talked about here yet, and we will, is they have customers <laughs> and they need to be satisfying those customers. So we're kind of a you know, a B to B to C kind of a feel to it because we are supporting the customers, ours, and their customers by by implementing this system. Mm -hmm. And um, the way that we really do that is giving them the access to this technology in in the cloud. Um, a lot of these small companies don't have IT resources. They don't have the ability to pay for infrastructure, to have engineers on staff. <laughs> you know, some of the, the back to the um, the enterprise folks in this business, they have a lot of resources and dollars that they can um, donate to their own cost-cutting technologies, but we're building that into our system. And that way they can significantly um, use the upfront investment to not have to buy hardware, not have to worry about updates and security patches. This empowers them to just focus on what they do well, which is working with their customers. And by streamlining those operations, it allows them to have scalability and growth. That's, uh, I mentioned earlier, we, we've seen some of our smaller customers start hiring people, start doing more business because they have the uh, increased capabilities mm -hmm. to, to grow bigger than they probably thought they could because they were constrained by paper and pen. Um, this also gives them a competitive advantage by empowering these folks with this advanced technology that we build, they don't have to learn other than using it day to day. This really enables them to compete with the larger players as they start growing and to win new business and build strong, trusted relationships with their customers and partners. So that business growth is where we, we see the impact in the industry, but we see it with our customers or we see if somebody were listening to this saying, well, why, why would I make this decision? Well, whether it's us or somebody else, the, the businesses around them are adapting and digitally transforming. Yeah. And having business insights in your at your fingertips as, say, a business owner, president, operations uh, director, really gives you the capability to identify new business capabilities, where you can find cost savings, um, uh, reduce your uh, fines and, and transactional errors. And uh, it really has built... Um, where we find, and we've seen it in our some of our um, peer reviews, is that people just feel empowered to just get their job done and go to work every day and not worry about how they're going to transact, grow, manage, um, and how they're going to scale the business uh, without uh, knowing where the dollars are going or where the potential for business is or where can they save money. Because as you know, with your expertise and experience, doing it on paper it's not manageable. Even in spreadsheets, it's not manageable. 
<laughs> I know. Well, you had me at revenue, uh, new revenue streams. I mean, I liked that one. I think any freight forwarder listening is going to like that one as well. <laughs> what I didn't hear from you is tracking because I remember not so long ago, a customer asking me <laughs> why they couldn't track their shipment. And this was a while ago at sea. And just the idea at the time seemed a little crazy to me when we were still sending faxes and I was typing those checks. On a typewriter. And now here we are seeing that much needed visibility in the market. So tell us all about your tracking system and how are customers using it? Well, I did leave it out so that you could hopefully ask me about it. <laughs> because it is a it is a common pain point and it is something. So not long after Trent and the other founders entered this business, they did hear often that their customers wanted to have like an Uber-like experience yeah. where they, they couldn't find a quality solution. So rather than grasp at straws, they just forgot about it or they just dealt with it. So we built a solution for these early customers and we've uh, adapted it and innovated on it since. And it's really become kind of the go-to solution. And a lot of people sign up just because of our tracking mm-hmm. uh, and then they realize we can do th- more um, because it really solves the requirements of their business. Um, but there's there's a few different parts here, right? There's the visibility data. There's the customer-facing dashboards so that their customers know where their shipments are. And then there's the internal applications based on that visibility data. Mm-hmm. So while everybody's familiar with, say, a customer-facing front-end or an FMS platform, uh, it's how you display and format that data mm-hmm. so that you see. And, and you mentioned communication. So you can be trigger, you can trigger through the right channel, uh, whether it's email, website, um, or, or another means, uh, SMS, to know where and when you need to react or be uh, prepared. And it really builds into the uh, efficiencies of, of the business. So, you know, imagine managing hundreds of thousands. No, I don't need, you don't need to imagine, you've done it. Hundreds of thousands of these software perspective, but it's, uh, it's a project, it's like having a project management tool that updates you on critical milestones and the real shipment world of visibility data. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's real-time data, that's, and that's what's critical, right? It minimizes um, those errors and those um, uh, unfortunate, um, when those errors happen, some of the costs that come along with that. Yes. And and uh, those, are, those are the things that we built into the visibility part of the business to make sure the tracking was something that was meaningful from door to door. And like that experience, you can see it in real time and you can also have the alerts and updates that you need. And what we found is one of the biggest pain points is our customers, customers. That visibility is one of the largest pain points when it comes to trust. Mm-hmm. If they can't, they can't guarantee like we're going to have it in this day. And if there's delays, you just want to be aware because yeah. as you know, when things get to port, things move quickly. And before they get to port, you need to be aware and prepared so you can start making phone calls, prepare trucking, offboarding. So those are the kinds of things that our, our tracking does. So when you talk about that, I think about this client that I just mentioned that wanted like that Uber-like experience. And I think about if I were able to have given her that in that moment right. and then also be able to send her a text message, right? be ding. Your shipment is delayed by two days or ding, your shipment is in. I mean, I would have had a client for life. I don't think she would have left at that point. Not at all. No, because who else is going to do that? And uh, that's one of those key elements uh, that we feel not only builds that that stickiness with our customers who, who we retain over and over again and renew is that their customers will do the same because, as you know, it's a very competitive business. 
Absolutely. So there's a lot of benefits to the visibility that you just spoke about, but I want to talk a little bit more about fines because I think historically fines have been seen as a part of life, but increasingly we've got shipping rates going up and up, you know, margin squeeze to the limit, reducing things like demurrage, detention, or per diem fines is all of a sudden a really big area of opportunity. And that kind of came out of the pandemic as well, because we saw some really big fines. So talk to us about that because I think that's on a lot of supply chain professionals' minds right now. Yeah, our visibility solution is crucial in uh, minimizing that demurrage and detention fines for our customers, um, addressing that decreasing uh, gross margin in post-pandemic times is top of mind for us, and it's, it, we hear it often. Mm-hmm. So what we really wanted to make sure is our solution provides an invaluable, significant impact to their business, reducing those human errors. Sometimes it's human, sometimes it's uncontrollable. But uh, what we've seen is, at least in the last year, an average savings of 32% on these fines per shipment. And the automatic reminders that benefit our customers and their customers really reduces the costs associated with those potential disputes that can happen. And um, in one instance, we've saved one of our customers over the last year $85,000 in fines alone. Which wow. obviously really substantially reduces their cost of doing business mm-hmm. and their customers' cost of doing business because a lot of times that buck gets passed and that's not a favorable thing to do. No, that is a big number, especially when we're talking about small to medium-sized freight forwarders. Now I can really see how you were right? able to help <laughs> your client right, expand and bring more people onto the business if you're helping them exactly. save that kind of money, right? Because it's not just for them, it's for their clients as well. And if they can show that kind of savings to their clients, then that's amazing. And that's where you develop that relationship, that partnership, that client for life that I was just talking about from that last question. Um, and I think another key area of opportunity in supply chain, but really across multiple industries, is this post-pandemic landscape, right? Is the customer. Mm-hmm. And your company values include customer obsession and customer trust. Like you really focus on the customer experience. We're starting to hear this more and more in the industry because people, I think, are realizing the value of that customer experience and how it doesn't necessarily need to be the same for each client because all they have all different different expectations and perspectives and things like that. Why do you focus on that? And what can success look like when you have that genuine customer-centric approach? What is the impact of that on the industry as a whole? Yeah, great, great way to frame that because it's not just like we all, it's often said, customer first, customer centric. It it can be (laughs) overused. What is that? And that's why you're asking, well, what do you mean when say that for for us the focus on customer experience it's of paramount importance because it directly aligns to our core values of customer obsession and customer trust they go hand in hand uh there's a a a great the way i looked at it it comes from my days at apple is um a a brand is a promise kept and to me keeping those promises isn't always possible when there's things that break but it's how you handle things so by prioritizing the customer experience and the customer um, uh, approach that we take, um, we tailor our solutions and services to meet their needs. We're not just doing this because here's what happens. Um, there's there's different viewpoints, but a lot of times people in, in software, let's use that as an example, build what they think people should have. Great. And a lot of times they're right. 
but they don't ask questions. They don't do surveys. They don't look for results. They don't talk to customers. Mm -hmm. That's a big problem. We talk to customers a lot uh, to the point we're having dinner with customers in person now that we're out of the pandemic, that we uh, we have customer first videos that show them all the different features and benefits. And then we also tailor those to um, meeting pain points as they come. That's the innovation component, right? Because we're not innovating because we want to do things. We're innovating because there's best practices. Mm -hmm. There's what we're hearing from feedback. Customer first approach means a consistent communication with your customers listening and then not reacting, but responding. Reacting would just be doing something you think they want versus, okay, this is what we hear. We're going to do these things and then doing them. There's that promise kept. Amazing. I love that promise. And I love the way that you think about it and how you frame it. Now, as we look a little bit into the future, what do you think that your clients or freight forwarders should be thinking about? What strategies should they be adopting to booster their their businesses, their supply chain for their customers? Yeah, it goes a lot to what we said, but let me maybe frame it in a way that's uh, straightforward. They should really adopt strategies to bolster their their ability to manage their businesses and their customers' success. This includes embracing digital transformation to enhance their operational efficiencies, the visibility component we talked about, strengthening their resilience and ability and agility to navigate the uncertainty, prioritizing sustainable practices, improving collaboration um, and visibility with stakeholders while investing in skills and talent. We talked about people, not only hiring, but maintaining uh, the staff that you have. And with these digital transformation initiatives comes some training. And uh, by doing this, I believe freight forwarders can optimize their operations, adapt to ever-changing market environments and dynamics, and then really position themselves for success in an ever-changing industry. Absolutely. So much great advice and so many things to think about. But I think that if we think about these things, we can really drive our businesses into the into the future. So one of the things we haven't touched on is onboarding, but we did talk about it a little bit earlier where there's so much happening when you have to get a shipment out, right? And it's all about timing. So let's talk about integration and onboarding, because I think you say that customers can onboard and deploy the system within a week is that right like talk to us through that process i i um when i first joined the company six months ago that was one of the first things i saw i said okay i gotta see this to believe it and i've i've spent time with uh one of our co-founders bruce who runs the customer success organization and his team and they have done so much work to make this as easy as possible for those folks that are frustrated with digital they're frustrated with apps and things and and moving through a new dashboard. We've made it great to onboard. And let me let me tell you how we've done it. So say like in the first week, let's use the week as an example. We meet with our customers, we review the process, simple logins to accessing the key points of interest that they've already demonstrated they need to when we had our introductory meeting before we they signed the contract. Then we introduce them to the core platform capabilities and functionalities demonstrate real life examples. A lot of times they're like, yeah, but how do I, how do I, who does this? Why do I do that? We walk them through all of that. We have numerous videos that we send to customers that can keep them informed on that. And then we also take time during that onboarding process in the first week of um, understanding their day-to-day routine, Mm -hmm. showcase custom options that are available in our platform, and then uh, tailor the product as needed to their specific requirements. And, uh, That was one of the, I met with a customer. I'd been here about four weeks, went to LA, 
went door to door with some of our sales folks and customer success folks to meet customers and met this one customer. And that was one of the third first three things she said was, this was so easy to use. My team was able to disconnect from their previous system, start using your dashboards in a week. And that became our quote <laughs> because wow. it was true. And she wrote a case study for us because she was so thrilled that her team, and that's the big one of the biggest concerns, right? Is mm -hmm. look, I, I have software for my team. And if I'm going to get a new platform, the last thing I want them to do is spend so much time trying to figure out how to use it than to just go to work. And yeah. if they can't do that, it's frustrating for management. It's frustrating for the people using it. And so we really put that into care and our user experience and user interface is where we put it. So it's smooth. It's easy. It's um, it's intuitive in the sense of you look at it and go, okay, that makes sense. That's over here, not hidden behind, you know, um, I've seen some of the competitors and they're just line items and you'd have to go and scroll on the left side of navigation and it's not even alphabetical. Mm -hmm. We've done a lot of work into that user interface to make that seven days uh, really true. Yeah. Well, and I think not only that, but you also don't want to choose the wrong one. <laughs> I think as a supply chain leader with your teams, you don't want to be choosing the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about what that case study looks like. Like paint us a picture. What was the challenge they came to you with? Oh. What was the solution that you provided? What was the ROI and benefit that uh, they were able to see from working with you? Well, there was a there was a couple that was top of mind. First of all, was ease of use. They'd been in the the previous um, their previous company's platform for a year. They'd struggled for the entire time using it, troubleshooting. Um, there were bugs. There were issues. Their data was uh, hard to find, even when they would upload it. Mm -hmm. That was one. The other one was they had to pay a fee to a separate company to. Um, work as their customer success. So they had to not only pay for the platform, then they had to pay another company uh, and buy the hour to help wow. them. And it was beyond, well, if you think about a small, medium-sized business, right? You're like, oh, this is just money out the, that becomes time. an expense and it becomes right. time consuming. Yes. You got to stop what you're doing. Yeah. Your phones are ringing. Your emails are stacking up. You're trying to get work done. And now you're trying to figure out a system you've had for a year and it's, they were done. And so when, and so, but they were also like, a, like there's a lot of what the secondary part of this is. A lot of the people that have had systems are now jaded. Now they think they're all like that. Right. You know, it's like buying a car that's a lemon and you think all cars are bad. So uh, she had called and met with one of our other co-founders, Alex, who's in the LA area. And he met with her, walked her through it, showed her how easy it was. She said, okay, this has got to be the solution. Now, by the way, how much is it going to cost me to keep you guys um, answering the phones? or kind of, <laughs> No, it's included. And she's like, oh, and we can onboard in a week. And I don't need to pay every time I talk to you. No. Okay, great. Done. And and then when her team actually was able to go right to work and use it and start booking and start using it and start you know managing their systems. And the other part is always the integration of previous data. Like how do you get the data from the other system to our system? That's always something to improve because a lot of this data in all systems across any company you're with is disparate. It's different. So we work really hard to make sure that we can bring in your systems data and integrate it into our system. Amazing. Amazing. And 
<laughs> like just the fact that you made them look like rock stars. The leader looked like a rock star. The people <laughs> using the the software looked like rock stars because it was easy, right? They were able to just get it's in there really. and do it. So I love that because supply chain professionals are rock stars and they should be treated 100%. as the rock stars that they are. Um, so one final question. At the end of last year, you raised an impressive $23 million in a Series A funding. So first off, congratulations. And how do you see that boosting your growth and customer offering? What does the future hold for GoFreight? Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Uh, congratulations goes to the founders for all the hard work they put in before I got here. This uh, last six months has been a benefit to knowing what we're going to do with it, which is invest in product development, innovation. Of course, bringing somebody like me on in marketing, it's not just about telling everybody a story and selling it to people. It's about continuing to innovate improving the product, making sure that we do R&D, that we invest in new capabilities and functionalities. Uh, we're investing in new partnerships with um, soon, hopefully we get to meet with you again, we get to announce some of those partnerships that are in the works to continue to remain a robust, user-friendly, um, very capable freight management system and software that is always um, evolving with the industry, that's listening to our customers and keeping them competitive, offering a competitive advantage. We talked about that. But um, by um, enabling the marketing and sales team here as well, we can expand that and, and bring our message to a, a larger audience, working with people like you, to expand the knowledge of what GoFreight offers. But that puts pressure on us. That that's good pressure. We've got to um, we've got to uh, show up ready, and we've got to have a um, a very capable, robust, and always on twenty four seven freight management system in the cloud. Mm -hmm. And that investment is being used to innovate and constantly improve um, our platform. Amazing. And I can't wait to see what you do and what those announcements are, which we are going to work together on. So yes, we're really excited about that. So in today's fast-paced, technology-driven world, freight forwarders are faced with a range of complex challenges that often leave them firefighting. So as the future of freight forwarding evolves, it's essential to partner with the right team who can guide you through your transformation journey. As an industry-leading provider of intelligent freight management solutions, Solutions, GoFreight has the expertise, technology, and dedication to help you implement essential future-proof strategies effectively, enhancing your operational efficiency and productivity. If you want to find out more, you can check them out at gofreight.com. And a massive thanks to Rick for joining me today and to the team at GoFreight for making this episode happen. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me. Pleasure talking to you today. Did you know that the average cost of losing an hourly supply chain worker has reached $19,607? And that recent research shows that 77% of hourly supply chain workers are considering a job change in the next three months. This could have a huge impact on your productivity, bottom line, and culture. Workstep is helping supply chain companies to better engage their distributed hourly workforce at scale. Understand the true reasons behind their workforce turnover and take actions to make positive changes and reduce attrition. Workstep has successfully helped many companies reduce their frontline worker turnover by up to 36%. Visit workstep.com to learn more. 
So did you have a guess at today's big question? At the top of the show, I asked you, according to Allied Market Research, by how much is the global digital freight forwarding market expected to grow over the next few years? Well, it is expected to grow at an average rate of a huge 23%. It started at just $2.92 billion in 2020, but will reach $22.9 billion in 2030. So embrace Race digital now, people. If you'd like to hear more from us, we have plenty more content for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com or our YouTube page to check out the latest. And if you're looking for a solution to your supply chain challenge, head over to letstalksupplychain.com Put in your keyword and those episodes will come up and you can listen to those episodes to see if you're the right fit or they're the right fit for you. And remember to come back next week when I'll be joined by Martin from Comtrex, a tech-enabled rail logistics provider. Rail has really been making the headlines recently, so I'm looking forward to finding out exactly what's going on in the industry right now and how Comtrex can help simplify the movement of freight and create a competitive advantage. It's going to be a really interesting episode. So make sure that you tune in. If you enjoy the show, there's a few ways to support us. You can follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. You can subscribe to our newsletter at letstalksupplychain.com or you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain. You can also find some really cool merch for that fun and exciting supply chain professional in your life in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. And last but not least, we've got Secret Society of Supply Chain. Now, if you have not joined the waitlist, we have launched and we're going to be launching another set soon. So you want to go and take the quiz. You want to join the wait list and you want to be one of the first people to know when we are letting another cohort in. We have a few different membership groups for you. We've got exclusive content from Best Buy, Macy's, Logitech, HP, Sleep Number, and so, so much more. And we're going to be providing exclusive content throughout the year. Plus, we've got a Woman in Supply Chain monthly meetup group for personal and professional development. And we've also got a group for marketing professionals in supply chain. That's a monthly meetup group as well. So go and claim your spot. It doesn't cost anything to join the waitlist, and then we will be in touch. And remember, if you'd like to be featured on an upcoming episode, go and rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.